The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Melodramatic Teen Universe, the podcast that gives you all the hottest takes on all of your favorite shows just a couple of decades late. I am your host, Emily Duke, and I am joined today to talk about one of my favorite topics in the MTU, and I'm joined by some of my favorite people. I don't know. I didn't stick the landing there, but you know what? We're all in quarantine. We're all tired. That's fine. Please welcome my incredible guests, Sally Ann Hall and Kim DeNaro. Hello. Hi. I literally just asked Kim if it's Denaro or Denaro, and as soon as I started saying it, I forgot. <laughs> so that was great. You are forgiven. It's okay. Forgiven. As soon as, as soon as you asked her how she pronounced it, she started sweating. Like, oh god, I don't know. I told everyone <laughs> a different thing. So you just like fully like just lying. That's your whole thing. It's true. I just decided to go with whatever I think sounds cooler at any given moment. So okay, all right, fine. cool. Well, I think you sound great. I think you're both incredibly cool. As we're all aware, and as you know, our audiences, wherever the world is when this gets released, we are all currently in quarantine in our individual homes. Oh, yeah. uh, so that's why the sound quality is like really amazing. That's like why it's so special <laughs> because it's like really expert comedians apartment sound quality which is the bougiest you know Um, what i've been watching all my favorite late night shows from like their shitty ass hallways and i'm like you are rich why do you not have a better hallway i was literally about to say i was like my apartment is not like south meyer's apartment (laughs) like i have like a very different setup happening here um how is y'all's quarantine generally um, there is a mouse infestation in mine, so it just great, great, great. Sally Ann has mice, and I have roaches, so we are just really leaning into the New York vermin cool. lifestyle. Cool. Just like I also pos- have roaches, but they've taken a backseat to the mice. <laughs> I thought the mice <laughs> killed the roaches. About. I like fully thought mice killed roaches. I thought you like couldn't have both. Like only no. like, two enter one leaves. <laughs> they uh, sort of. They actually sort of feed into each other. It's like a symbiotic relation because oh, they wow. they thrive, you know, together. They're like, you're vermin, I'm vermin, I'm not going to hurt you. And That's then they a, take do, over do, your do, life. Do, do, do you hate Sally Ann and Kim and want them to suffer? Yes. All right, let's <laughs> Exactly. That sounds like really beautiful. I'm actually, I'm currently on a Buffy rewatch, which I keep bringing up, but I was just watching an episode where it's like the big scandal is that vampires and demons are working together and they're like, oh, something real bad is going on because vampires are like half breeds and demons judge them. So anyway, I just think that's really cute and poetic. Demons are like the, uh, the the pure blood like death theater people. Yeah, they're like, like a bit. They, they can't like, like day. They can't like daywalk. You know what I mean. I mean, I guess they won't like melt in the sun, but they can't like present as humans. Like they can't like put on airs because they like look like fish people and have tentacles. They don't so all the, have tentacles, but like a number sorry of them that have tentacles. Ugly yeah, like demons are just like uggos, and nobody's gonna be like, oh, what a person. They can't like charm you the way a vampire can be like I'm gonna use my like the allure of my dick and piercing blue eyes and then I'm gonna attack you oh yeah vampires they can look like humans but then right before they do anything that's like animalistic they like turn ugly and they're like and their eyebrows go away and it becomes all like have you seen vampires in Buffy uh um no but I'm gathering from this conversation that the demons are roaches and the mice are the vamps in this situation because people are like oh mice are cute I'm not gonna kill it I'll let it hang for a while no one actually feels that way when it's in their house though that's so not true I've met so many people that are like oh I saw a mouse but it's fine I'll probably go home and I'm like no bitch your home is its home now it lives with you (laughs) so I you do remember seeing a really cute mouse on the street once. Like, it was like a little farm mouse. Yes, and I was like, that's so cute. This mouse, I found it in my weed drawer. It was eating my edibles. Oh, wow. I that mouse is going to have a good time. I Vampire. Bite marks. Mm. I would honestly expect the mouse would be pretty easy to kill after it had a bunch of your edibles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, if you can't kill a mouse that ate an out. edible, like, you're not... 
trying hard enough. <laughs> like after after that, it fucking I found it. It clawed its way off of a glue trap. Its whole body was on the glue trap, and it. Ugh! Okay, I can't. I'm triggered. I just like I can't. <laughs> my old apartment had my like. I just like I can't. Like I was like all for this conversation, and it just like somehow just like hit a boundary for me. Like it's just, that. Like, it's that. It's that. This is what I'm living with. This is my like, reality. Simply and must this is pivot. My like I respect your truth, but like we simply <laughs> must pivot because like I cannot <laughs> emotionally and spiritually handle. Like I feel like I'm going to burst into tears. So like, yeah, that's real. Let's pivot to traumatic virginity stories because that's like a yeah. better. Something nice and light. Yeah, something nice and light. Okay, so for today's episode, we're talking about, like, literally, I think one of the most important components of all teen dramas, which is just the focus on the big V, just, like, losing your virginity and how that's, like... Such a focus. It's the ultimate plot point of, like, every teen drama. Like, it... It's all they talk about. It's all they're focusing on. It's, It's huge. And then once it happens... I don't know. They all handle it a little bit differently. I mean, I think there are a couple of shows, some of which do a better job than others of handling it. Do you guys, well, before we get into virginities, we always like to ask our guests in the beginning, are there any characters in the melodramatic teen universe, just so that we can identify you and like place you that you personally identify with? So like, I know how to communicate with you. It's like asking your star sign, but like, which teen do you feel connected to? Okay, so you know Lizzie McGuire's best friend Miranda? Yes. She disappeared and no one cares about her anymore? That's me. You're Miranda? I am. I am so like, a, like I'm bitchy and I like had an eating disorder in one episode and was so dramatic about it. Oh my oh, God. Oh, that was the best episode when they were just like, such a Miranda, and we she love like you. falls over like, she I, fainted I because she breakfast. skipped lunch. No, I had a big lunch. Yes. No, I, no, no, no. She skipped one meal. Homegirl skipped meal. one meal and fainted. And I was like, I'm like bitch. call me after 15 years of barfing, Miranda. Yeah, like, seriously, like, it's so pedestrian, Miranda. Like, I simply can't. Like, and, well, and then that actress, she, she said no to the Lizzie McGuire movie because she wanted to focus oh, on her music this bitch, career. This bitch. Yeah. One uh, Okay, it's speaking so of, true. what is happening with the Lizzie McGuire movie? Because I have simply no idea. Okay, I will tell you. So they started filming it. Um, uh, Disney Plus started doing it. And then there was, like, all these restrictions they were putting on it because Disney thought that it was too adult. But they were like, hey, we're writing it about an adult. And then they bailed. So they only shot three episodes. And we'll never get to see them, which is the biggest tragedy of yeah, all. that's, like, pretty upsetting. And Hilda was in it reprising her role. Yes, I, mean, I, I know love that. I, was, I don't, like, live oh. under a rock. I, like, know it was, like, being made. I just didn't <laughs> have the update. Like, I just wasn't, like, hip to it. Like, I still, like, can quote, like, which meal Miranda skipped. God, I hate Miranda. Okay, but I still like you. Can I ask? Oh, see, that's why I'm like her. Okay, are you absolutely a Scorpio? Because I feel like Almost. Miranda's really a Scorpio. She's Sally M is born October 10th, which is almost a Scorpio. And speaking of Buffy, I remember I was watching Buffy and they were they were like doing some satanic like ritual, you know, was just, and he was like on the 10th day of the 10th month. And I was like, that's my birthday. And I like stopped <laughs> to tell everyone in the room that it was my birthday. And they're like, shut up because it wasn't DVR and you couldn't pause. Oh, because it was like the harvest. Wow, that is a yeah. pretty Miranda activity. Yes, the harvest. Thank you. Yeah, my guess is it was the harvest, but also like that's the kind of shit Xander would pull. We can get into that later. Um, okay, Kim. I fucking, I wanted to fucking fuck Xander every which goddamn oh way. Yo, I came into this out. like thinking that you were like a pretty dope person, and I was like excited <laughs> for our budding friendship. And now you're like a Xander loving Miranda, and it's just like yeah, with like I'm vampire mice. Is. Yeah, like, I can't. This is, like, really changing my expectations. And, like, because we can't be, like, physically near each other right now, like, there's already a distance. And I just, like, I don't know how we're going to make it through this. But, like, hopefully we will. Kim, heal our wounds. Who are you? Oh, I God, I will try. Um, well, if Sally Ann is a Miranda, if you will. Um, <laughs> I no, she's a Xander say... fucking Miranda, which is so much worse. <laughs> Anyone that wants to stick it to Xander is a sociopath. Like, Xander's behavior towards women is so upsetting. Okay. Yeah, well... You can... him, all I remember was those cute, big, like, brown eyes on the X name. Girl, you need to rewatch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I rewatched uh, fucking, what's the other Joss Whedon? Firefly? And I was oh, just yeah. like, he calls this woman a whore about 87 times. 
<laughs> yeah, super and fair. That's super her fair. job, and she's really good at it. So what's why? Just respect women with jobs. Okay. Can I respect women without jobs. How about this? Respect women, full stop. I said it. I'm I'm so political. That's so brave of you. I can't believe that. So you brave. Say I'll that. say it. Wow. People should respect women. You know? Like I just that's the hot take. Okay. Kim, I love that who's take. your character? Um, okay, so if Sally is Miranda, then I will say that I am the Lizzie. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. Okay. But delusional. Okay. When I was watching, uh, rewatching Gilmore Girls uh, last night, I was remembering how much I connected with Rory as a teen. Like okay. I remember watching Gilmore Girls after school, and I was like, "I am Rory. Rory is me. She has big hips. She okay. is obsessed with school. Okay. All she wanted to do was get into college. That was me." Now okay. watching it, I connect a lot more to Lorelai because I'm like, wow, what a mess. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> if you're the Rory, I feel like Sally Ann are like Lorelai and Emily Gilmore. You know what I mean? Because you're going to be really like placating the two of us over the course of this. That's what I'm imagining. That's my broadcast. Well, I'm not... I have not watched the Gilmore Girls ever, uh, but I but they all talk fast and are sassy with 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 big blue eyes and uh... yeah yeah okay yeah, they're yeah they they've got blue eyes they've got some stuff happening all right well okay so I know that's very important information I think identifying with Rory as a child is like a very fair activity so let's jump in and start. With the way that Rory Gilmore loses her virginity, Sally Ann has not seen the show, so is going to need a good amount of context. I'll give, like, the broad strokes of the show. Broad strokes of the show, a mother gets pregnant. Well, she's not a mother yet, because, you know. Because it's not a fetus. Because it's not a child yet. It's a fetus. But she gets pregnant with a little embryo, which is not a person yet. There you go. not yet a mother, but she gets pregnant. And the show starts in media res 16 years later. She has a 16 year old daughter, which is when she got pregnant. And it's about like their two, like these two gals talking fast and living a weird life where they're kind of friends, but they're kind of mother daughter. And they used, their family used to be rich, but Lorelai's poor now. There's a lot of like financial trauma. Um, And the daughter is like a really goody two shoes. And the mother is like kind of like a mess and a slob. And Rory, being the perfect little chase darling that she is, loses her virginity after high school, which is important. She refuses to lose her virginity in high school. Kim, do you want to talk about how she loses her virginity and her virginity choices? What I do remember is that she loses her virginity to her ex-boyfriend who is now married. So she loses her virginity to a married man, which is... Yeah. Complicated. Okay. And then they never really like, they never really address it. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't really remember it that much, but I I feel like they never address it really. Like she feels kind of almost no guilt about the fact that he's married. She feels like literally no guilt. Okay. So she (laughs) breaks this boy's heart in high school and is like, I'm going to yell. I'm better than you. Like I'm going to yell. Like I'm amazing. Everything's perfect. And then she's like sad and lonely at Yale. And goes back and her ex-boyfriend is now dating, like, admittedly, like, a very basic bitch. Like, we're supposed to hate her, but we're not supposed to hate her because she's, like, mean. We're supposed to hate her because she, like, goes to community college. That's, like, basically the messaging of it. It's, like, (laughs) it's just, like, she doesn't even know who Proust is. Like, (laughs) it's just... That's my character. Gilmore Girls is so classist. Like, they try not to be so hard because she's, like, a working mom. But at the end of the day, it's, like... Aren't poor people sad? Like, yeah, like, every, yeah, literally. Every episode. The entire time is she's just like, no, it's okay that I'm poor because like I used to be rich. Like I have like rich blood and rich bones. Exactly. And like, at the end of the day, I'm like the ultimate safety net, so I can just like do inappropriate things. So Rory goes back and sleeps with her ex boyfriend who is married to this like basic working class woman, which like she doesn't even know who Proust is. So like, doesn't even have a voice in any of this. And we like are not meant to believe that Rory is a horrible person for some reason, which I like deeply don't understand. Except Lorelai gets mad at her. And the perception is kind of like, Lorelai, you can't be mad at Rory. This is like the messy mother. And she's like, well, that was immoral. And everyone's like, yeah, but you're a messy whore. And it's like, no, she's not really. I don't know why we think no, that. No, totally, yeah, totally different. Wow. I thought maybe that they were trying to go for the, like, well, he's the one who's married. She can do whatever she wants, which I, I sort of, you know, understand. But I feel like Ugh. they should have addressed it a little bit. Right. She should have had some she, guilt. 
the fact that she broke his heart in high school, it seems like a really manipulative, fucked up thing to do. Oh, and then to, you know what I mean? Well, okay, so these are, the, so Gilmore Girls is, like, perpetually really fucked up about sex, so on top of Rory's, like, problematic, like, okay, she finally loses her virginity, which is, like, such a focus, obviously, because her mom is a teen mom. Paris, her best friend, loses her virginity. Yes, and, this like, is a big one. This yeah. is a big one. Okay, Kim, take it away. Take it away. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, okay, so Paris loses her virginity, and she feels, like, deep, deep shame about it, and I... I don't remember a lot, but I do remember her, like, not getting into the college that she wanted and blaming it on the fact that she lost her virginity. Oh, And my then gosh. Rory, Rory the two-shoes, who is still a virgin, gets into all the colleges, and, like, her mom makes a joke, like, well, I guess then you must be the best virgin of all or something, which yeah. implies, again, that, like, you'll get rewarded for things unrelated to sex, like career and life success based uh, on how, how chaste yeah. you are. Yeah, it's, it feels like it does what a lot of uh, fucking movies and every coming of age stories did in this time, that it having sex is a metaphor for just like self-control in general. Oh, uh, 100%. Paris is like and, objectively and, and a better choices. student. There's also, my favorite thing about all these shows is there's always this narrative of like only one person gets to go to ex-elite school for whatever reason. Like it's like they're both yes. like insanely successful scholars, but it's like, okay, no, no, no. Like Rory's getting in and Paris isn't and that's fine. Okay, both of them really want to go to Harvard, and when Paris doesn't get into Harvard, she basically gets on stage and is like, I had sex, that's why I'm not getting into Harvard. Like, Rory's a virgin, she's going to get in. And then Rory's really upset and talking to her mom about it, and is like, Paris thinks that she didn't get into Harvard because she had sex. And Rory's mom pulls all of her acceptance letters out of a mailbox and is like, well, kid, you must be the biggest virgin in the world. Because <laughs> she, like, got into every guy. It's so it's so fucked. bad. Yeah, it's, like, deeply, deeply, deeply upsetting. And this is Amy Sherman Palladino, right? Of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. Oh, hey. God, the best representation of woman that I've ever seen. <laughs> well, these are also all the shows where it's like, if you, there is no birth control. You know what I mean? Like, if you have sex, like, you probably will get pregnant, which leads me to the third and very important virginity losing in the tale of Gilmore Girls, which is oh, his other best friend, Lane. So who bad. Waits to have sex until she gets married, gets married, has sex. It is so horrible that she decides that she never wants to have sex again. And don't get me wrong, this was not like a progressive asexual plotline. I've had friends like this, though. I grew up really Wait, religious. okay, tell me more. Who, like, finally had sex and were like, what was the big deal? Shouldn't have done it. Bad. Okay, explain yeah. on that. Yeah, no, like, uh, well, I mean, I had a lot of teen marriages in my town because, I mean, Wait, where are you <laughs> I don't from? think they waited. Uh, this is in Idaho, baby. Idaho. Oh, Idaho, baby. <laughs> North Idaho, to be clear. Oh, my God. Uh, the no-eyed. Hey, hi. Um, yeah, so then, but then they get, like, divorced. Like, they get married at 19. They get divorced at 22 because sex is whack. And they didn't know, and they never, and uh, it's crazy. And they're just like, oh, it's gross. Right? It's just, like, junking your bits together. Like, it's just, like, literally rubbing your bits together. Yeah. yeah I mean, you definitely shouldn't think about it too much, which I feel like all these shows really do, like, wrong. And that all I ever thought about was sex when I was a teenager and how horrible yes. I would be if I did it and how I was going to burn. I wasn't even raised, raised religious. I was just like, oh, my God. I'm a bad person if I have sex I had too such early. a different experience. I, like, fully lost my virginity because I thought I was supposed to. Like, and not in, like, a society way. Like, because of, like, Rory Gilbert. Like, okay, so I had, like, a very serious high school boyfriend. And I was like, this is the story. Like, this is... I remember when I told him I wanted to have sex, I was like, you're the person I should lose my virginity to. That's, like, what I said. Like, I was like, <laughs> I, I should, want, I should. Like, I was like, we need to have sex. And, like, meanwhile, I was 15 and he was 20, so it was technically statutory rape. Uh, but... Okay. Problematic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bit of a problem. But, like, I firmly was like, no, no, no. Like, this Wait, is my great love. Boyfriend? He was my serious boyfriend. And I was like, this is for my how great long? love. For, like, at that point, we had been together for, like, six months. But we had been friends before that. So, like... We were really good friends when he was a senior in high school and I was a freshman in high school. And then we started dating when he was, like, halfway through college, which, like, 
can we talk about the kind of person that goes halfway through college and then comes back to school and is like, oh, over the summer, I got together with a junior in high school. It's a <laughs> like, sad person. Like, that's that's a sad just, person. And I was like, he's so neat. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I have I an excuse because I was like, an idiot. all of those guys, like there was always like one guy at prom who you're like, is he? 35 like there was always like an old man at prom who was probably only 21 but you were like no he's old like Liza is not okay or, okay like this Meredith has already come okay. up on the podcast multiple times that Chad Michael Murray after he divorced Sophia Bush took a 16 year old to the prom like he was 30 and he took or I guess she was 18 because it was the prom whatever I feel like I made this mistake the last time I talked about it Chad Michael Murray straight up took like a, a girl he was dating to prom like well after his fame had become a thing it's kind of like the a date with tad hamilton story which also is pretty weird because like kate bosworth is like 18 and tad hamilton is like a 35 year old like it was like a real life person oh no yeah yikes um so well my sister she lost her virginity when she oh sorry um uh why are you oh my god are you apologizing for being a woman i'm so sorry (laughs) I'm sorry. For, no, for telling my sister, my very religious private sister. Okay, how about this? Just say friend, and then I won't know. Oh, yeah. So, my best friend. Uh, We're so out, close, it's like we came out of the same womb. <laughs> it's like we live together. That's how much time we spent together. Um, She, she, you know, met a guy when she was working. He was her manager at Pizza Hut when she was 17. Oh, that? He was like... At a Pizza Hut, he was like 21, her manager, but he still had braces, so he looked, they looked like the same age, so he oh, took her God. to her prom, and he came to the door, and my parents didn't even ask how old he was, and he was like 22 at that time. Oh! Okay. And they're married now. He's my, he's my friend, too. Okay, <laughs> Now he's my friend-in-law. It's just so magical. <laughs> God. Um, Yeah, I mean, I will say, okay, so Lane loses her virginity in this, like, horrible way, and it was not a progressive, like, okay, she's asexual plotline, like, we weren't there yet, it was, like, 2002. It was just, like, sex is so awful and disgusting, and she just has no interest in doing it again, and she gets pregnant with twins as a result of the single time she has sex and has to, like, abandon all of her dreams to be a musician as a result of misogynistic. I don't really want to throw Amy Sherman Palladino under the bus because I would love for her to one day hire me. However, yeah, I, agree. I, I agree. I agree. All of this. I mean, I, I will say it. she's one of our primary listeners already. We haven't released any apps yet, but like she is waiting with bated breath. I will say though that I was thinking a little bit about how like I know that she has been like kind of vocal, I guess, about maybe not, but. She doesn't have kids, and you know she works with her husband, and so many. Well, of, that explains why she, how she wrote Mrs. Maisel, right? I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, all women who don't have kids must like no, hate just... kids or fear pregnancy, but all of the pregnancies on on uh, Gilmore Girls are these like traumatic, like unexpected accidents that ruin people's lives, and then Mrs. Maisel, like the kids are constantly like ruining her life, kind yeah. of. You know, they're like holding her back from her career and stuff, and I. I I'm, like, very afraid of having kids because I'm, like, well, there goes my identity. I would probably write all the same stories because, you know, it's, like, show me an example of a of a character in a TV show that's, like, a functioning happy mom. I can't think There's of one. There's so fucking many, you ass. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. I don't know really. any, like, happy, well-adjusted moms in, like, the melodramatic teen universe, like, in the exactly. guys that I'm focusing on. I would say, like... Well, there's no well-adjusted teens in that universe either. There are also no well-adjusted people, like, in the world. But I would say, like, the best mother is obviously Joyce Summers. Like, clearly. Like, Joyce Summers is Buffy's mom. Kim, did you watch Buffy? No. Oh, right. We already talked about the fact that Joyce you don't was, know Joyce what vampires are. Joyce Buffy's was mom is really good. But, like, generally saw, like, most of the moms suburban... are, like... Yeah, but she was, like, smart and sweet. And she, like, believed in her Slayer daughter and, like, tried to support it. I was, like, <laughs> on board with... Joyce right like I I I played with Joyce like I was like into that plot line um all right Amy Sherry Palladino Gilmore Girls overall I mean I'd, I'd give it about like a C as far as like like how realistic are these virginity stories I can't tell if because they're horrible and traumatic they're realistic or not like that's the answer that I don't I mean- know that's how a lot of pregnancies were where I grew up well we're not talking pregnancies we're talking virginities 
Oh, oh they're the same oh, thing. Same. Uh, they're the same, same. thing. Yeah. I, for, I forgot. <laughs> Okay, That's the great. problem. You know what? It it's all bad. It really <laughs> it really was. That was true to my experience. I I stayed a virgin until I moved to New York when I and when I right before I turned twenty one. Oh damn! So I was so yeah. I was sex was the the, the, the bad. But, but, okay, did you? I know you didn't watch Gilmore Girls, but did you watch any teen dramas where kids were losing their virginities and were you oh, like, yeah. oh no, my character's going to hell? Like. Were you literally like, oh, no, Buffy Summers, I mean, slept with a vampire, so the whole oh, different can yeah. of worms, but, like, Hot. were you, like, inappropriate, like, bad? Yes, yes, yes. I, all, yeah, I, I, all my friends watch the OC, I'm, like, sinful. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 good to know. Okay, so let's talk about Buffy and Angel for a second. Kim, you did not watch Buffy, but okay, do you know I, the broad strokes here? Yeah, See, yeah. I love that plot line because... Because when you sleep with a man, he does lose his soul. <laughs> it's true. So, so here's the whole thing about Angel. That here's from my my limited understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but so vampires are like we're mean, and and they look like people. But when they're about to bite your neck, which is a metaphor for sex, I don't know if you know. Um, Wait. Okay, I get it. I see the metaphor. Okay. It's a penetration. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, submission. Um. But it's and, a penetration uh, a of like a hole that's not in it. Like there's no, you're creating a hole. Hey, men are terrible. They yeah, created so. this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> God created like, Eve to please Adam. Is that what bucket. you're talking about? <laughs> well, so, but then their faces turn ugly. They lose their eyebrows. Their foreheads get really wrinkly. It's like their facelifts are gone overnight. And, they're like, and they get fangs and they turn very ugly. And that is how they truly are. But Angel is like a human all the time and he never turns ugly because he has a soul but the only way that he cannot have a soul is if he's ever truly happy and he can only be truly happy if he comes inside Buffy yeah that's, that's that's a lot and so she was like please take it and he was like no I can't like very very Twilight-esque uh, it was better than Twilight, like no, but in she's many ways. Twilight, so that's her only frame. Yeah, of Yeah, okay. We're giving you a good frame of Raphael, but like, I do think what's important with the Buffy and Angel virginity story is that they didn't know this was going to happen. This was like an unexpected side effect of STD. <gasps> yeah, this was like they. She like feels really intimate and like in love, and they're like so amazing, even though they have a very complicated relationship because he is technically a vampire, even though he was like basically when you become a vampire, your soul goes away, like your soul gets taken. And these, and again, I every time I have to say this, I'm just like, I don't know how to quote the show without it being hugely offensive, but like according to Buffy, Angel just quote gets his soul back from gypsies. Gypsies just give him his soul. They're like, oh, how do you get a soul? The gypsies. Like, they just, like, the gypsies were mad and they cursed him and he got a soul. So he gets his soul and he's, like, all very, like, sad and brooding and whatever, but he still has vampire strength. And they have no idea if it would ever be possible for him to lose his soul again. There's no reason to think that he would. But then him and Buffy decide to bang. And in the middle of the night, we, like, watch him lose his soul. And in the morning, as opposed to just immediately killing her... For some reason, even though he's now like a soulless demon, he just is kind of like rude about her being bad in bed. Like that's <laughs> his, like, I'm sorry. That is much greater torture than killing somebody. Like, yeah. like I would so much rather be stabbed than to be told after I lost my virginity to the man I loved that I was bad in bed. Yeah, like this is literally like he is now like a literally soulless like bloodthirsty demon but how he handles this is she wakes up and he's like oh like hey Buffy like I don't know like it wasn't that big of a deal like whatever and she's like this isn't you and he's like uh, grow up kid like Mrah. as opposed to like you know murdering her which is his life goal thereafter after he like leaves this apartment where she's like lying there defenseless and naked. I don't know I think that what he said was a lot more savage than ripping her throat out. I mean that Pretty this savage. honestly sounds like the most realistic virginity story ever. Like you lose your virginity, 
He loses a virginity to a guy, and he's like, uh, babe, your blowjobs could have been better. (laughs) Once you, once you hit it. That does bring up another thing where, like, I feel like there really is no conversation about sex acts besides vaginal penetration in any of these shows. I guess because that would be, like, too graphic, I guess, is the reason. But, like, yeah. I feel like, like in high school, friends... we were all, like, getting fingered at the movies. Like, why can't they just, like, talk? There are two modes. It's, like, you lose your virginity or you, like, kiss on a street. It would have made me feel so much better as a teen if, like, the shows that I were watching just mentioned that, like, you can do things that are not sex and that's okay, too. Well, but, I but like, like, I think... They did in, like, comedies. Like, they always would say, like, did you go all the way? Yeah, like, but we didn't get that. I didn't get that. Did you? Am I just a little bit older than you guys? Because no, all the way, it no, was no, such no. A I know. All the way was such a. I mean, there was also like the whole basis conversation that was like, like yes, and just being like, I don't know, they, like, but it was, it was you. The rules of what kids could talk about, it's like sex or not, because if you if you alluded to any private part that was too graphic, I think that's why they just avoided it. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking like these shows really had to toe a line because they were trying to get like tell realistic stories that were also entertaining, which is hard on its and own. And they advertised like like One Tree Hill in the OC and shit. It was like, all about sex and fucking. But then <laughs> you can't say that. I feel like, was it the OC? There was like the PTAs of like, like the national PTA, which like, I don't know how that's a thing and it's probably not, but like some like large association of parents like called for a boycott of one of these shows because of like the promo for a season. Oh, I, feel- I think it was I think it was the Gossip Girl season where they have the threesome. Oh my god, where Hillary Duff and Penn Badgley yes. and whoever the fuck wait. played Vanessa have a threesome. So it was Penn Badgley. Wait, wait, Hillary Duff fucks Penn and who? And um, Vanessa. Where, uh, no, sorry, Serena. Was no, it no, Serena? no, 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 it's Vanessa. It's fucking Vanessa. Documentarian oh, Vanessa. Yes. If it was Serena, that would have been fucking amazing. I'd be watching that literally all the time. <laughs> the only reason that we like, first of all, Blake Lively was probably like, no. <laughs> like, you're jumping the shark in a way that, like, I fully can't get behind. And, like, she just admitted to murdering someone the season before. But she was like, no, I'm not having a threesome with Hillary Duff. Wait, like, I'm not that desperate. murder on Gossip Girl? Yes, there's so much murder. Gossip Girl is wild. Oh. It's It's... Such a strange show. I remember watching it like way late. Like I, I was. I think I, I started know, watching it when like, I was like nineteen. I met you, and I was like, "Why is this adult ass woman watching this <laughs> girl?" And I was you twenty. Me, so and okay, then you showed me the pilot, and I was like, "This is fucking stupid. This is fucking bullshit." Wow, and that's get so Miranda it. of you. I'm like so upset. Like I just okay. right. I just like. For what it's worth, I'm just gonna like peel back the curtain and like I'll let my producer decide whether or not she wants to cut this out. But like the entire reason that this podcast exists is because I happened to go in for a general at the production company and I was rewatching Gossip Girl at the time for like the 17th time and it was the only thing I could talk about. Like it firmly, like they were like, What kind of comedy are you interested in? And I was like, I don't know. Blair just slept with Chuck. Like, that's like, really, like, 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 I was like, I'm just like really having a moment. Like, I just like, I don't know how to respond to your questions. And she was like, okay, I guess like, send me some ideas for that. <laughs> I was like, it's, done. It's so true how like all consuming it is because it's this weird show where I basically just hate watch the entire thing. Cause I remember oh, it was like, I moved to New York and then I was living in Midtown and they were filming all where, when I lived like, they were filming outside my apartment constantly and like all down like Pinkberry. You remember like 2010, like Pinkberry and oh Frozen my God, yogurt places Pinkberry. were like thriving Did Pinkberry get in New dethroned York. by 16 Handles? Did I make that up or were it they? Because was... it was Tasty um, Delight first. Anybody who remembers Tasty Delight is like a true New Yorker. <laughs> yes, Tasty Delight. Tasty Delight, Pinkberry, and 16 Handles were like my, I had so much of it. And then I was like, why did I gain 50 pounds when I moved to New York? It's really unclear. (laughs) It's like, no, you are (laughs) binge eating frozen yogurt without Blake Lively's jeans. Like, that's what you're doing. This is also, okay, totally an aside. But I was thinking today, at what point during quarantine do we have to start, like, trying on our jeans to make sure they still fit? Because I'm, Uh, like, very worried, like, that I'm not putting them on ever. And, like, quarantine will be lifted and I'll be like I don't have any clothes that fit because I've worn pajamas every day so like is that something people are doing should I be like putting on jeans once a week 
Maybe that could be like a 30-day challenge. Every 30 days, put on your jeans. <laughs> okay, cool. That's about the energy level. Okay, cool. I just need to outsource on that. No, like, I think that that's just an internal struggle I'm having. I'm just going to be really annoyed if quarantine comes up and people are like, oh my God, come to brunch. And I'm like, I literally like have to like <laughs> buy a bunch of clothes online because I like have no wardrobe anymore. So like, cool, cool, cool. I will staple some sheets together. <laughs> well, okay, so I'm you just... were... Wait, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that, like, I'm just fully expecting to just never go out again. I'm like, this is my new life. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm never going to leave. Um, this is the world now. It's just comedy is over. Everything is canceled. Like, yeah. I just am. I mean, that's for the best. <laughs> cool. God, Miranda. Did you even eat lunch today? Um, okay. Oh, no. I forgot. I mean, by the way, I'm not saying I like Miranda. I'm saying I am her because I, 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 I was very unlikable and and, and at her age. <laughs> okay, cool. I feel like you're. I'm not. She's not my idol. She's my truth, and you can't escape your truth, Emily. Yeah, that's, um, true, that's true. Miranda was not unlikable. It was like she and Lily. Yeah, was- I beg to her. differ. I beg to differ. Miranda was. <laughs> I told you. And then when she went away, everyone was like, good, Gordo's better. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. No. Miranda was truly awful. She was truly terrible. (laughs) So you came to New York, you were watching Gossip Girl. This does bring us to our next virginity contender, which I objectively think is the best virginity losing Blair Waldorf. In the back of a limo. In the back. Okay. Sally, talk to me. (laughs) I I will say one thing. This is my only, when I first moved to New York, I worked in a nightclub and I was trying to catch a cab and uh, hail, uh, but I couldn't. So I'm just standing on the corner and some guy rolls down his window and he goes, you look like Blair from Gossip Girl. And oh. I said, and I said, I don't know who that is. And he goes, you don't watch Gossip Girl? And he rolled his window back up. I will say that the, not only the Her fans of Gossip Girl. Yeah, Meester. Yeah, you do. I see it. I just, like, for those of you auditory at home, Sally Ann's doing some, like, really incredible looks right now. I just want you to, like, let's just take a moment. The listeners should close their eyes and just picture it. Just, like, close your eyes, Google image, Miranda from And imagine me 10 years younger, because that's when this happened. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, so Blair loses her virginity in the back of a limo, which I remember at the time thinking was very hot, but now that I'm looking back on it, isn't the whole first episode about how Chuck, like, is basically a rapist, and then we just yeah. let that slide mm-hmm, for the mm-hmm, whole mm-hmm. series. Yeah, no. <laughs> Isn't that out... all teen dramas, though? No, not really. Not in this way. Like, it's not like a gray area. It's like Chuck actively attempts to rape two women in the pilot, and then becomes yes. a romantic lead. Yeah, this has come up in every podcast that I've recorded. Like, it's it's super problematic. But, I mean, putting, us, putting that to bed, he is, <laughs> we will call like a bad boy which is like a really fucked up way to describe him but like yeah at this point i mean this is episode 17 victor victrola like blair has broken up with her longtime boyfriend nate who is chuck's best friend and she's so sad because she was supposed to lose her virginity to nate but he lost his virginity to her best friend and so god yeah Yeah. she's like really anal and like you can tell that she's anal because she was bulimic so like that's how they right. explain the character arc. They're like, oh my God, like her bulimia and her mean mother, like we know that she's like prissy, basically. Um, so she goes out and she dances at a cabaret club for Chuck to be like, I can be sexy. Like I'm a sexy person. And she like takes off her dress, but is wearing obviously like a beautiful, like 19th century era slip under it. And- a negligee. Yeah, she's wearing a yeah. negligee under her dress. You know how when you were 17, you were always wearing tights and negligees under your dresses? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Especially yeah. when you, like, just broke up with your boyfriend. <laughs> like That is a main issue that I always had with Gossip Girl is, like, I know that they're in New York City and I know that they're supposed to be more mature and they're rich. No, but which is, they're like, rich. A different rich level. people have shit like that. Okay, they yes, do. but it was, like, their maturity is such a crazy level. Like, not only with material items, but, like, do you, I, I'm sorry, I just this was a total segue. But do you no, remember no, the episode where, go. like, Blair and Chuck literally role play at a bar? I'm like, these are teenagers in high school, and they're pretending to be other people. Oh, it's yeah. like a foreplay 
to uh, sex. And I was like, that didn't even occur to me when I was 16. I was like, how do I give a blowjob? I don't know. <laughs> do I spit on it? Well, weren't they being oh, yeah, like 35 year olds anyway? I mean, no, most of them are like, uh, I feel name? like all high school students are played by people in their 30s. Like, it is crazy. It varies. They, they were like 19, I'm pretty sure. I mean, look how young Blake Lively is. I mean, we like, were like, I don't having... know her. The role playing thing was truly insane. The psychosexual games of Blair and Chuck that like went forward were like really astounding and like difficult to <laughs> comprehend for like a number of reasons but like is when chuck, she ultimately loses her, chuck is the rapist well yeah. he's he's an attempting rape not an an attempting rapist attempted an, rapist he tries he's a failed rapist he's a fail as far as we know but like at first in the first episode he's a failed rapist and then he just like kind of stops from what i can tell and they're just kind of like boys will be boys anyway Chuck makes Blair, well, he doesn't make her, she consents, but he encourages her to, like, shed her prissy layers and, like, relax at this club, and then he gives her a ride home and is like, you were so amazing out there, and then she, like, goes in for the kill, and they fuck in the backseat of a limo on, like, while there are, like, sepia split screens playing, I think it's all American Rejects. (laughs) It's so, so, like, early 2010, like, whatever, or, like, whenever that came out, but, like, it's it's 2007, maybe. It's so insane. It's, like, it looks like an ad for Instagram, like, before Instagram existed. It's just, like, so wild. That, but that, that feels like, like, an Abercrombie moment or something. Yeah, it's very, like, um, yeah, Abercrombie or, or Sun. Wasn't but, that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> but, like, it was truly, at the time of watching Blair and Chuck have sex, like, the hottest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, because there was so much tension leading up to it. Yeah. Also because you know that he's such a bad boy, but he was being sweet because like, so she leans in and starts making out with him. And I do remember this. He like, she like gets really close and kind of like almost touches herself a little bit, but that's the only clue that he needs because then he's like, are you sure? Yeah. Cause now he's all like, about consent. Now he's just yeah, like right? verbal <laughs> consent. Like I need like a full blown, like sign this pamphlet, Blair Waldorf. But like, Okay, also, Chuck is sleeping with... This girl just broke up with his best friend in the world. Yes. And so, like, that's a bit problematic. Also, she's, like, in an anxiety spiral of whatever way. But, like, it does feel very real. I think the most complicated part of it is, like, it is difficult to have sex in a car. I guess teens are, like, bending. A limo is a little better. I don't know, but also, like, do they have a... I mean, I just feel like there's a lot of logistical questions that I have. Because it also goes from, like... I mean, as Kim said, like, it's like, we're kissing, and then it's like, are you sure? And it's like, fuck town. And it's It's like, okay, you're 16, like, maybe, like, finger for a bit. You know what I mean? Like, just, like, rubbing to those bits. Like, stuff, yeah. My main issue with Gossip Girl is that there was never enough dry humping. Like, I feel like just if I could look back on my teen years... It would just be like a full reel of dry humping anywhere that I could. Okay. But well, you, Serena and Dan dry hump. Imagine watching watching just like a realistic two teenagers dry hump for <laughs> forty minutes. <laughs> like, no, we really need to get this go shot. Home. <laughs> what a day! But also, can we talk about the limo driver? Be- it would, the limo be, it would not only be b- more boring, it would just be so much filthier than just, like, waking up the next day like, oop, we did something, but just watching them actually go. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started watching Gossip so, Girl. so upsetting. And, like, when I was an actual teen, I would watch it and be like, wow, this is exactly what my life would be like if I was rich and thin. Like, I would totally just, like, rule this Gossip Girl world. And, like, now I watch it and all I do is, like, after being a fucking bartender for like almost a decade, I just empathize with the fucking service people so much oh, in yeah. their lives. Like every time I watch, it, I'm like, wow, one, they're serving underage children yeah, at this like, hotel can you bar. Imagine, like a 16 year old just asked for a martini by themselves at a bar. Like that's what's <laughs> first, happening. The first episode, they're just drinking martinis at a hotel. I, know, I was very upset. Oh, yeah. That's, right. that's what turned you off of the, the pilot. Out of the story. <laughs> 
I do feel like, uh, but no, Blair and Jack's love, I mean, I do think it's quite pure, but okay, we do need to talk about the fact that after she loses her virginity to Jack, she gets back together with Nate, like, the next day, and then the whole thing is about, there's, like, all this panic about how she's going to, it's not even, like, hide that she cheated on Nate, but hide the fact that she's still, like, not a virgin anymore. That's like, oh, right. the thing. So like, weird. Chuck sends like, this text being like, how are you gonna... Grow back and just... Yeah, she literally, she gets a text from Chuck being like, how are you going to fake your virginity for Nate? Which is just, like, such a horrifying thing to say to somebody that you've That's slept so with. That's so fucking medieval and wrong. Yeah, also, like, it's tw- 2000, what, nine? Like, girls ride horses? Like, I don't know. Like, also, like, <laughs> the <laughs> idea that a 16-year-old boy would be able to tell the difference, like, be like, oh, this examiner. vagina feels used. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a medical examiner can't even say, like, for sure. You're the ratio of, of like, hymens, like, because I wore tampons and stuff, but, like, uh... I had a very, very thick, a, a comically thick hymen until I lost my virginity. Thick, I oh, had, he, the surrounding area is thick. It's no, not no, large. It, it, and it was like, and it's, it, it was just hard it was to like break through. like a dinosaur through. egg. Yeah, so it's this, it, it's a membrane, and some are thinner, some people don't even really have them. It's about a third, a third, and a third of like, one third is very painful having their hymen break. One okay. third is meh, and one third is what hymen, huh? Okay, I, cool. I didn't feel I think anything. I was in the middle. I'm in the third of the hymen where when I popped my own because the penis was too big, I had to do it with a little bottle of sample lube. Wait, that I got right before you lost your virginity, you put lube, like you were like, he tried to put it in and you were like, no, 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 well, no, no, like thing. I need. I, that, the whole term lost virginity, like I went to purity class, so I have like a whole bunch of issues with like that, the concept of virginity that ev- that all these things reinforce because this is what I grew up with as well. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. like obsessed with sex. Um, but like, it, he, we tried to have sex, but it what he couldn't really penetrate he couldn't get inside <laughs> so it was literally just like hitting a wall he was pushing me off the bed with every oh god I hate this I, I mean, hate imagining this that's like and firmly so- still happens to me when I'm just like deeply disinterested in sleeping with my husband <laughs> yes. that just like honestly that's like just sounds like you're on antidepressants like that's been yeah. my life for the last three years like it's like my vagina just purely shuts down like it's just yeah it was like that, but I, but I really wanted to. This is the only guy I really wanted to fuck after twenty years and have a bottle of Manischewitz. So um, when the language of antidepressants is like you're going to lose your sex drive, it should be like your hymen will grow back, like a hymen made of Prozac pills will grow <laughs> and like prevent anything from entering oh, your snatch. Then every, then everyone was talking to it. That's a great marketing tool. Actually. Okay. <laughs> great, 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 but great. no, so. I went home with that little tiny bottle of lube and I just tried to stuff it up myself and that, and it literally went pop a little blood splatter on my towel. Oh, okay. It was very Desdemona from Othello. Yeah. And, uh, it's oh very God. poetic. Kim is not, Kim is having like a visceral reaction. It's like me and the mice. Like, I feel like we've Kim hit has Kim's heard wall. This story we've hit her hymen wall. That's why like Kim's emotional. Like we've hit her emotional hymen wall. Like yes. I just, it's just so crazy to me that you were a teenager and that you just weren't finger blasting yourself at every moment that you couldn't get. Yes, like, because I was terrified. I didn't have an orgasm till like 23, you fucking bitch. I know. I'm not saying it to be a bitch. I'm just fascinated that you just didn't. I was sticking like everything that I could find up there, like drumsticks. You, you were humping tigers when you were like eight years old. Well, okay, so this is also, I will say, neither of you guys watch One Tree Hill, right? No. Okay, important. One Tree Hill is also, like, a great rewatch. Sally Ann, probably not for you. But, like, if you hate Gossip Girl, you, like, certainly cannot handle One Tree Hill. But One Tree Hill is incredible because it is the only show... Well, I guess Dawson's Creek has a lot of questions about, like, how often do you walk your dog? Like, that means masturbating, but, like, only for boys. Only boys do it, obviously, because you can't, like, right, walk of your course. clit. Like, walking your dog is a penis. Like, you, the, like, clit motion is not at all walking a dog. Like, that's just not relevant. But in uh, One Tree Hill, one of the girls gets walked in on at, like, they're all at, like, a vacation house together for, like, spring break or whatever, and she gets 
walked in on and they and she like freaks out because she was doing something secret and they're like oh sorry and they think she was masturbating and so her name's Brooke and they start referring to masturbating like over the course of the whole show as brooking yourself but oh, like in like a really God. like loving like kind of cute way like Brooke says it too she's like okay like everybody calm down or we're all gonna need to go brook ourselves like it's just this, like really sweet like we're all just like masturbating but it was like very female forward which I was into as somebody who cannot get myself off and never has been able to without tools. Oh, okay. I hear you. I hear with it power drawing. tools. It's yeah, tough yeah. out there. Well, it's because I like grew up in New York city. I had the exact opposite experience as Sally Ann where I was like, I have to lose my virginity to this long-term boyfriend. Cause it's like the right thing to do. I thought it was like the Puritan choice. Like I was like, this is so responsible and romantic. <laughs> like I was like, I have to lose my virginity now. Like the time has come. It's so romantic. And then he was like, okay, let's like have a bunch of like vibrator play. And then I like burned my clit off and then I like couldn't ever get myself oh off my- without power tools. So, like, being too sexually aware at a young age also damages you in the future. That's all I'm saying. That's true. There has to be some kind of middle ground. We need to, like, invoke fear, but also acceptance. And that's a hard, that's a hard place, you know? It's a hard balance. Um, um, as long as anyone's listening, I have a, I have a, a, a pilot about, about teenagers having sex that I think just really toes that line really well. Okay. <laughs> Annie Sherman Palladino well. is already developing it. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. She's going to hire all of us. Yeah, 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 for sure. So yeah, wait, so, so I, mean, I think Blair has the good... Okay, wait, sorry, Kim, do you have more Blair thoughts? Oh, I, I was going to ask you, like, growing up in New York, what did you think about Gossip Girl? Like, was there anyone I that you I asked this, like, constantly. I, um... There are similarities, but I think it's mainly just that, like, I, like, they were, like, in the locations that I was at. Like, I think it was as similar to my life as, like, One Tree Hill would seem to somebody in a small town as the OC would seem or, to like, somebody girls, in California. Like, moved here. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, like, there are similarities, obviously, and, like, things that happen. Like, I definitely, like, I would go, like, drink at restaurants, and I didn't, like, go, like, I thought, like, keggers were really cool. Like, I used to go visit my cousins in the suburbs and go to, like, basement parties, and I thought that was, like, so cool, because, like, in New York City, you couldn't, like, congregate as youths. Like, you didn't have, like, houses. You know what I mean? Like, it was, like, a very different animal. Um, But, like, no, did I, like, sleep with my step-siblings and, like go into mental institutions and, like, do all... I mean, I did a little bit of that. I dabbled. I dabbled okay. in, like, <laughs> mental breakdowns and, like, you know, weird sexual role play, but, like, you know. Um, okay. Blair, okay, we're running out of time, but I do want to give Sally Ann, if she wants the opportunity, Sally Ann, I, it is my understanding that you're into Veronica Mars. Yes, and I got into her as an adult, so I am obsessed. So, Veronica Mars is obviously, like, a very upsetting... Ver- so, in the pilot... Kim, you have not seen it. No. The okay. pilot of Veronica you Mars... Know Veronica Mars is? What yes, obviously. Like. Kristen Bell. And she's, like, a detective, right? She's, like, a teen yes! detective. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a teen detective. She's, like, Alex Mack, but, like, cooler. Um, and the pilot reveals... I think the quote is, like... If you're wondering how I lost my virginity, like, I'd like to know, so too. Am I. Like, so am I. And literally, the first two seasons, three seasons, is literally her trying to investigate who drugged and raped her at a party before the pilot. Oh. And it is so... But here's That's, what like, I the loved, big bad. But here's what I loved about it. It really... It was... It was... It, it, it set the tone so well. Because here's the thing. She was... In this pot, so it's a, a a town in California, Neptune. It's very affluent, a uh, very whatever. She's in the cool crowd. She's with all the cool people. She's friends and with Amanda then, Siegfried, who dies. She dies. Yeah. Um, She's friends with then, the ghost of Amanda Siegfried. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then uh, her dad is like a detective, and he's really cool, and and he's like poor I guess he's the only one who has a soul in the whole town so they hate him (laughs) by extension they hate her and she but they don't they hate her because her best friend dies they like her her first oh Duncan breaks up with her okay we're getting Duncan no there's there's so many reasons that they hate her but one of them is because and then (laughs) everyone hates her even though she's likable as opposed to Miranda who everybody likes for no reason (laughs) (laughs) 
She's Veronica Mars is the, the inverse of Miranda. <laughs> and oh, her like dad finds out dirt about the rich people, and that makes her really unpopular. That's a recurring theme. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's, so she he's always sticking his nose where it doesn't belong. Yeah. But she, okay, so she gets drugged and raped at a party. And over the course of the series, we find out, first of all, she gets chlamydia in the rape. We find out, like, a year later. That's how she solves, that's how like, we another know it was mystery. Rape, for sure. That's how we know for sure it happened. And that's also how we know, it's how they ultimately find out who it was. But over, this is what's crazy to me about the Veronica Mars virginity stories, which is, like, obviously, like, I think it's really important that they, like, shed light on this. And, like, I think it's it was very well handled in a lot of ways. But there is a moment in, I think, season three where they basically backpedal because she thinks that her ex-boyfriend, who she is now dating again, was the one that raped her at the party for a certain point, and then finds out that, oh no, he was also drugged, they did have sex, but then she was raped by somebody else. Yes. And I was like, oh, okay. So, so many stages so, and yeah. changes. So she slept with two people that night, and the second one is rape. The first one she feels fine about because she's like, oh, you didn't rape me. I was into it. Great. Like, even though she was on drugs. <laughs> no, like, no, no. like, she's literally, like, she finds out that she and Duncan had slept together and is just kind of like, oh, like, that's so romantic. And we, like, flash back to seeing it. And she's like, I'm scared. Like, I'm I'm on drugs. And, like, I don't know what's going on. And he's like, I've got you. And then they have, like, really romantic sex. And what? then he leaves her because he was also drugged. And they were, like, at a party. And then she gets raped by somebody else. And, but, like, but, and, and, and the person she does end up now, it's like a bunch of rich kids, right? And one of them is like an older brother who's like a douchebag. And so when we, we at first you think it's him and we're like, of okay. course. That Dick Casablancas is not a douchebag. He is a charmer. <laughs> well, I thought he was a douchebag when I thought he was a rapist. <laughs> oh, right. I never thought Dick was and, a rapist. Well, well, I remember they is made there a moment like where we think more than one people. And then who it ended up being was like a little creepy nerdy dude that was like somehow so much worse than all of them. It was like I feel like the way they did it over the episodes, they were like, "Is probably him." No, it was him. No, it was. Yeah, him. It was like and which one of these being... popular dudes was it? Is basically the yeah. story. But then, yeah, exactly. Which one of the popular douchebags who treats her like shit actually raped her? And it was like. The, the the sad little one. Yeah, it was like this nerdy kid that we like really didn't that give a shit about. That she felt sorry for and shit. Ugh. Ugh. Like, again, like, I do think, like, again, it was very well handled. I'm happy they shed light on so much of this. But, like, when I saw that episode of her finding out that her and Duncan had, like, really sweet romantic sex that night, I was like, that's not fucking okay. And that is technically no. how she lost her virginity. And they only threw it in. So that she wouldn't have to go through the trauma of having to lose her virginity to a rapist. That's the to some other yeah. guy. It's it was for the point of that at least her virginity is preserved in some way because there's some sort of magical attachment to the first time you're penetrated. Like right. it's so yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. It was like that truly point. Kim, just like how do you feel about everything we just outlined as somebody who doesn't watch the show? Does that like That's excite the you? First episode of Veronica Mars. I love it. <laughs> no, I I mean, there is definitely, like, this theme in all these shows, and I don't know if it's changing now because I'm not, like, up on the teen dramas, but, like, they're all about preserving that memory of losing your virginity. Like, it has to be this, like, really special thing, or, like, even though Rory doesn't care about it in Gilmore Girls, it's still with someone that was really important to her. It's not like she just, like, fucks And also, Lorelai really cares. Lorelai yes. really cares. Lorelai feels very strongly about Rory having sex with a married dean. Yeah. Like, is I not mean... into it. Okay, so of these four, so we talked about Buffy, we talked about Rory, we talked about Veronica Mars, we talked about Blair Waldorf. Like, which of these four, like, like, okay, imagine these are your four daughters. Like, which one of them, like, which experience would you wish upon your daughter? Oh, my God. Definitely the rape. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you mean the two rapes? Get it the out of two the lesson. I don't know. God. I think it's got to be... Blair. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's gotta be Blair. At least Blair's hot, but again, she also slept with a guy that, like, is an attempting rapist. But you know what? She didn't know that. She and... also had so much panic and shame about it. She, like, went to 
confession afterwards. Yes, oh, I remember the confession. I prayed for like a full day after mine. Oh, Jesus. That's like so exciting. I mean, in that way, maybe we want Rory's because like Rory just like didn't give a fuck. I'm like, yeah, That's I, nice. I honestly think I'm like Rory's where I'm just like, hey, he shouldn't have been married. But you know what? That is more of his problem. I would say Rory just because she had the most control, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. She was also then again, the oldest, though. Like, that's so problematic to think about. It's like, because she was the one that waited until after high school. True. I I hope my daughter ends up like him and just fucks when she's 14 and dates him for five more years. <laughs> cool, cool, that's cool, what cool, I cool. did. Yes, bitch, do it. I Wait, think that's nice. I, I think, think there's a story sweet. here that I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Well, so basically, my I started dating my high school boyfriend when I was 14, and my dad tried to give me a sex talk, which was actually pretty sweet, where he didn't mention sex at all. He was just like, well, you're going to start dating people, and you're going to maybe fall in love. Just uh, make it all a good experience. So I took that as, like, sex, make it good. And <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm sure he would 100% was oh, like, this That's is not why what the Buffy all. experience is so traumatic to you, because they're like, she was told she sucks at giving head, and, like, now she has to die. <laughs> Exactly, though. I mean, that was always my biggest fear. I had a lot of confidence, and then I was like, I, I had a lot of unearned confidence in bed, for sure. I really remember um, being worried about being bad <laughs> at sex the first time, as if you're, like, really in, like, yeah, I don't know what that was. Also, again, all these people are sleeping with teenage boys, and, like, teenage boys do not know what the, the I still, I know I already said this, but I cannot get over the concept that we're supposed to believe that Nate Archibald, a 16-year-old dude who has slept with one woman one time drunk, would know the difference of whether or not Blair was a virgin. <laughs> Absolutely not, never. I, I, I think, yeah, there's no way in hell. I don't know why. The writers of Gossip Girl gave these teenagers a lot more credit than they deserved. No, the I know. I mean, it's 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 this whole myth of the hymen. People think that it's fucking real, and they think that it's fucking noticeable. It's it's not. They're just going off of this very old standard. But also, even if we're imagining that the let's imagine for a second that the hymen is real, and that like a vir, like a virgin vagina feels very different, and they all feel the same. A teenage boy who's like having sex for the first time is like not going to know what the fuck is going on. I'm just He's like, not going to be fucking and be like too loose. Yeah, exactly. Like this was because I remember this fear, like when I lost my virginity of being like, oh my god, what? Like I like my like what if my vagina is like bad or like not tight I don't know like whatever like because of like horseback riding or whatever the fuck anxiety I was having like it's truly it's true did you actually horseback ride I know Kim did no but that's always like what people say I think I broke my hymen I don't think that should be the standard it's very classic yeah oh god you can break your bicycle why don't we just say riding a you can break your hymen riding a bike doing a split just banging on again classes yeah or like just like literally humping like your couch cushion the way Kim was as a child yes you can lose it in a lot of different ways I mean I never even thought I never even thought about a hymen. I don't think I ever had one. I just I went I straight did, from being born. <laughs> I guess I must have had an intact hymen because I did I did bleed when I lost my virginity. Oh, then yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. Oh my god, good for me. <laughs> wow. Yes, I really preserved that hymen. I'm so proud of myself. Um okay, all right. So those are the four. Okay. Uh, Blair Waldorf is obviously the hottest. Like I don't know, guys. Any, like, closing thoughts? We're, like, almost out of time. Um, the guy who took uh, Veronica Mars's... Oh, well, the guy who raped her. Duncan um, or Beaver. Himself, so that's nice. Oh, yeah. Beaver does kill himself in front of her. Oh, my God. His name is Beaver. <gasps> his name oh, is Beaver. Sad. Did you just say a, sad because Beaver the rapist the kills himself? Fictional oh, rapist, rapist kills named himself. Beaver kills himself? I thought himself? it was her boyfriend. Oh. No. Who, again, no, but- let me reiterate, is also kind of a rapist. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't forgive Duncan, like, just, like, having sex with her on drugs, but she's like, oh, well, that was fine, because I like him. Like, that's not how it works. That's not a good narrative. Oh, definitely not. And it just encourages guys that are like, oh, well, if I was hot and I was rapey, then the girl would be fine with it. But just because she doesn't want to fuck me, it's rape. And it's like, no, you're, yeah, you're a no, raper. You're, you're a raper. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> Sally Ann, any last thoughts? 
Um, thank you so much for having me. I had three mimosas over the course of this podcast. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it is so the hour for mimosas being 6.49 it truly p.m. Is. It's a classic mimosa hour. <laughs> there are no rules. Stopped. There yeah, are no I rules in this core. Time is a flat circle. All right, where, Kim, where can we find you on social? And what do you want to tell us about? Oh, God, nothing. My life is canceled. Um, I could tell you about all the things I was going to tell you all the things that I could have done that got canceled. Um, You can follow me and Sally Ann. I left breast comedy, which is our show that hopefully we'll be able to do again. And my Instagram, who knows? Yeah, maybe in June. My Instagram is Kim Bird with two R's. And you can follow me on Twitter at Kimberden. I've been ranting a lot about my upstairs neighbors, so please enjoy that content. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Sally Ann, personal? Oh, yes. Uh, well, uh, there is a mouse in my house. It's ruined my life, and uh, <laughs> I haven't slept for days. So your Twitter <laughs> handle is Mouse in the House or Three Mimosas? Oh, God, no, I'm so sorry. Three Mimosas so at 6.49 p.m. <laughs> uh, at Funny Sally Ann. And with no E. What am I, a cunt? Oh, oh God. God. Okay. All right. I'm into it. Guys, such a Miranda. Oh, God. (laughs) Does anyone want to take back which character they chose after this conversation, by the way? Does anyone want to pivot? I'm just being true to myself. Do you still think you're Rory, Kim? Do you still identify with Rory? I said my teen self identified with Rory and that my adult self is more of a Lorelai. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Cool. All right. I respect that. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, all of you listening. My name is Emily Duke. You can find me at Emily Duke. Ha ha. Keep listening, rate, and subscribe to the Melodramatic Teen Universe. And we will see you next time. Bye.